Hey listeners, it's Ryan from the Big Ed Idea Podcast. So I'm curious, are you as excited about these in-person conferences being back as I am? Have you heard about the 2022 Teach Better Conference this October 14th and 15th in Akron, Ohio? I definitely love my Teach Better family, so I am super excited to share a pretty cool opportunity for you to save $50 on tickets. Head over to www teachbetterconference.com forward slash register and use the code IDEA2022. Who knows? Maybe I will see you there. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and a podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. the Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now here's your host, our dad, Ryan Scott. Welcome back to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Welcome back. It is episode 2.22. And I've got to say, I'm a little jealous of the guests that we've got today, because as I sit here and um, as we get rolling, recording behind me is a dreary, rainy day. It has been raining here in Western Kentucky for like forever. And the dude on the other side of the of the computer has this bright and sunshiny light coming through the curtains. Um, he's way down there on the west coast of Florida, Pasco County to be exact. Um, So I would like to welcome my new friend, Dan Wolf, to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, okay. So we know this is an education podcast. And so, you know, most people probably when they clicked on this, they want to know a little bit about education, which is fine. Um, but Dan, I don't know about you, but I'm a big believer that we got to connect first before we can jump into that content. So Dan, I know you're a big deal in the education world, but I want to know who Dan Wolf is outside of the education world. So Dan, if you will, just take a second, tell us who you are outside of education. All right. So outside of education, well, I, um, I am a husband and I have uh, one daughter. Mm. Uh, she's actually in her junior year of college right now. So, um, and, uh, I have been in Florida, moved down here, um, to go to Flagler college in St. Augustine, Oh yeah. uh, in uh, the fall of 1993. So, and I eventually got a job here out on the West coast and I've been down here in Florida ever since, uh, in, uh, just North of the Tampa area. Um, I got married in 1998. Uh, I am someone that is a big sports fanatic. I am a New York Mets fan, which I can actually proudly say is a great thing right now. That's right. First place. I'm not having to watch YouTube videos of the 90, <laughs> 1986 World Series that I usually watch every May. So I'm, okay, I'm okay. quite happy with that. Also a Denver Broncos fan. And, okay. Uh, so yeah, so uh, looking forward to football season. Uh, I enjoy... Um, all kinds of sports. I, I'm a big uh, reader of a lot of books. I also enjoy uh, my good share of podcasts too, all sorts, you know, from education, sports, 
you name it, I listen to it. So yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. And I, I love dad puns. I mean, but if you're a dad, what? Who? That's just an honorary thing is to have dad puns. You can't you never have too much. That's right. Dad jokes are my signature. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. So Dan, that's who you are outside of education. Why don't you let all these people that are listening, all these thousands of people that are listening, let them know who you are within the education world. Uh, kind of, you know, some of those things that you're interested in and um, you know, maybe, yeah, like what you, what, what you're passionate about in education. Let's, let's hear about all of that. Sure. Uh, so this is my 25th year in Pasco County. Um, I've held multiple roles. Um, while I've uh, been fortunate to work in this County, I've been a classroom teacher, kindergarten through fifth grade. Oh yeah. Me too. All the grades within there. Um, I've been a math instructional coach. I've also been a math uh, district specialist where I supported 18 schools on a regional team, uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. I am currently an assistant principal at Sunray Elementary. I've done, uh, uh, I've been an assistant principal for about 10 years, 11 years, um, and I'm now in the principal's pool. Uh, So I'm hoping about a year from now, I might have my first uh, uh, principal's job at a school. And, um, and I live by uh, three words and I like to call them my kind of like my mantra, I believe in serving leading and inspiring others. So that that's what I um, that's what drive that's my driver each and every day. And it's not just serving the staff I, lo- I work alongside with, um, but also the students and, and the family and the community that I serve. So that's, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I love those words serving, leading, inspiring others. That is what it's all about. Um, and I, definitely, if you've already got those three things, Dan, you are ready to hit that principal chair running. So yeah, I look forward to, you know, a couple of years from now, calling you back and saying, Hey, Dan, where are you at now? And you're like, dude, I got my own school. So yeah, I love that, man. So um, Dan, the next thing that I always like to do on the Big Ed Idea podcast is just to let folks out there know that, you know, you and I, we are just random dudes. Um, We know a little bit about education, but outside of that, I mean, we are just random guys. So I always like to get, um, kind of where we're at right now. So our listeners can hear what's going on at our own perspective houses. And so what's up at the Scott house. Here are my three words for this episode. One week done and call Geico. So, okay. One week. It is T minus one week until my school year begins. Um, being a principal, man, I am so worried that we're going to forget to do something on that first day or we're not going to plan something correctly. So, you know, I'm kind of like, I guess, like Santa Claus. I'm checking my I'm making my list and checking it twice to make sure everything's ready to go on that first day. My next word was done. Uh, This is July 31st, and I set a goal July 1st to do 100 burpees every day. And I can gladly say that now I have done 3,000 burpees in the month of July, and I'm so happy that I don't have to do those tomorrow. And then my third word is call Geico. And, um, you know, last week was last week for, for some reason was really stinky. Um, I got a huge flat tire. My wife had to come over to the, the Y at six in the morning and help me. But then after that, somebody rear ended me and then ran off and didn't even tell me. So now I'm driving around. Yeah. Now I'm driving around with a janky rear end waiting for it to get fixed. 
Um, so that's what's going on at the Scott House. Mr. Dan, what's going on at the Wolf House? Well, right now, uh, one of uh, one thing that's happening is um, everything that we're doing in the Wolf Household is uh, very purposeful. As we're getting ready, uh, my wife's in, in education as well, so we are actually... Um, uh, this upcoming Wednesday, we actually have the teachers coming back to the schools, the staffs coming back because we start early here in Florida and everything. So, and our kids start August 10th. Yep. Uh, so, um, yep. it's right around the corner. That's uh, right. There, so, everything's got a purpose behind it, everything that we're doing. Um, it's also uh, beautiful. Um, the weather is it, it's very hot and muggy. That's not a mm -hmm. good thing, but it's beautiful uh, nonetheless to go swimming around in the pool um you know get gathering together with friends and everything enjoying those last moments before we you know uh head back to school and everything and um also a uh, third word is unmatched because um each day i believe is like its own opportunity and you never have the same day twice unless you're bill murray in groundhog's <laughs> day where he did but i mean but uh but it's unmatched and then that's what i think is so great about life itself is that um you can make it your own it's your own opportunity. So it's just, it's just an exciting time to just be alive, you know? Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. One of my, one of my mantras I try to tell myself and, and try to remember is to feed that positive dog daily. So yeah, I love, love that outlook. Um, Dan, I've got two getting to know you questions uh, for our two for two section. And, and so um, I've, I'll tell you what, my own vehicle um, has got about 160,000 miles and I've started to look at what is going to be the next Scott ride. And so my question to you, Dan, what is your absolute dream vehicle that, you know, you get up early to go to school, you open the garage door, you turn on the garage light and bam, there's your dream ride. What's it going to be? Oh, Wow. Uh, let's see. I think it would probably be a, um, now I don't know how to ride these, but I think it'd be great <laughs> to learn one day is a Harley Davidson motorcycle would be mm -hmm. awesome to go ahead and go cruising into work with that. And just, uh, uh, that would be probably my dream to go ahead. I don't think it ever happened just because I, I yeah, I'm not very good with my balancing and things like, like that. So I, I don't know. I might have to go with a three-wheeler of the kind of motorcycle kind, which I know they have. So yes, I, I do. Might have to just settle for that. So, um, hey. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually that is one of my dream rides too, uh, an all blacked out Harley, but my wife has been very adamant that ain't going to happen. So guess what? It ain't going to happen. So Dan, my next question for you, um, complete this sentence one thing i have to regularly remind myself um i always have to regularly remind myself uh that it's okay to be vulnerable mm. um i always mm. encourage everyone else as an administrator and everything to be vulnerable and it's very you know because we want uh, to be that example for our kids sure but sometimes when we're our, our feet are put, you know, to the fire, so to speak, or whatever. Sometimes we're not sure how that, that's going to perceive, you know, to, you know, what everyone's perception is going to be. Sure. Um, so it's just, just continuing to learn that and remind myself that, you know, life's a journey, it's a process, and we're just learning things along the way. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, that's, that's pretty much, uh, you know, what, what, what I think about. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that makes total sense. 
I'm a big Brene Brown fan. And, and one of the things that she definitely talks about is um, building trust in order to build trust, you got to be vulnerable. So yeah, I totally get it. And some, sometimes it's hard, especially in leadership, you know, we're supposed to act like we have it all together, but um, here's the secret guys. If you're listening, nobody's got it all together. So stop acting like it. Right. Exactly. So Dan, Dan, what questions might you have for me, man? All right. So if you could pick anywhere in the world to travel, where would you want to go? And with your family, with my family. Okay. Um, so I'll tell you right now, I would love, cause I did this when I was 18, when I was 18, I graduated high school. Um, I got a plane ticket, landed in England and then rode a train and, and met, um, a guy that lived with us for a year and went all the way up to Southern Sweden and spent three weeks in Southern Sweden. Um, I would love, love, love for my girls to experience that. So it's, it's on my bucket list, but I don't know if you've looked at plane tickets lately. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. I heard they're coming down, but who knows, you know, they, they keep going up and down, but I mean, it just depends on where you're traveling, I guess. So it just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Great. All right. Uh, for my second question. All right. So we know someone had just recently won the $1.1, $1.2 billion on the mega millions. Lucky. If that happened to have been you, what would you have done with those winnings? Okay. So I actually, I was watching the news the other day and they were talking about this exact thing. And, And the first thing I would do is I would not take the cash sum I would take the annuity um, because they were talking about um, like it's just a crazy number of of percentage of the number of people that that are lottery winners that spend all of their money within the first five years. So first off, I would ask for the annuity to be paid out um, year by year by year. Man, I'll tell you, the second thing that I would do is I would take care of all of my debt. um, And then after that. I don't know, man. I'd probably, yeah, probably my family would go somewhere for like a month. That's what I would do. That sounds great. I, 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 it looks like you have it all mapped out. So when the next $1.1 billion rolls around or even a hey, 500 million, you know, uh, I'll take a hundred dollars, honestly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, right. But, but I guess you got to play to win. And I'm, I've never been much of a, a uh, gambler or a, um, I've never been to a casino. Well, I have, but I, that's just not my shtick. But hey, if I if I knew I was going to win the one point two billion dollars, I would definitely play. But I guess that's kind of how it works. You don't know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. OK, so, Dan, now that we know um, a little bit more about who this Dan Wolf guy is from Pasco County, Florida, um, I'm always, always interested and how people find education um, or what I have really gleaned is that education finds you. So I'm really curious about your own, your own origin story. How did you get into the world of education? All right. Well, it started actually in my junior year in high school. Um, I actually went to school um, in Germantown, Maryland, uh, Seneca Valley high school. And um, they had a, pretty much like a wheel of different options you could go ahead and choose for like different like career paths or just to be able to kind of like 
dip your toe in to kind of see if this is something you might be interested in before you go oh, to college cool. and, yeah. and things like that. So that's really cool. different pathways. And one of them that I decided to take, cause I always like kids was um, child development. Oh yeah. And cool. what that was is uh, I had two teachers, uh, Mrs. Vance and Mrs. Sangbush. And um, it was pre-K kids that would come in. Um, they would actually be with us um, like two days a week, like on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And then Monday, Wednesday and Friday, we would get our education, you know, learning about different things, uh, learning how to do lesson plans and things. And then we even had a room where you could have you could you could even you had observation time too, where you yeah. could observe the kids in their different centers. And it was behind a glass that the kids just thought it was a mirror and we were just watching and taking notes or whatever. And it was just a really cool experience. And just seeing the impact that we had, even for those short amount of time, you know, those periods and everything, I learned so much. And I just, I just knew right then and there, that's what I wanted to do. Cause in the summers I'd um, be one of the uh, camp counselors for a sports camp, enjoyed doing that. And then I had, I already declared, you know, um, what my major was going to be um, my freshman year at college. I just knew, and, and that's just the path that I've been on ever since, because I wanted to make sure to, to make it the best experience as possible and t uh, touch as many uh, kids' lives as I could. Man, that's really cool. Um, the high school I just, just left had a very similar program, and I loved, loved that program to kind of give, give our students just a taste of what education would be like. Um, you said something that I want to definitely reflect on. You said something at the very beginning that you taught kindergarten for a while. Um, I too taught kindergarten and man, I'm going to tell you, that was one of my favorite experiences as an educator. Just yes. if you have not been a kindergarten teacher, you cannot understand what I mean when I say you get this group of kids that come in in August or September, they go home for Christmas and they come back completely new kids. And, uh, you know, I didn't, people said that, but I didn't really know what it meant until I was actually there. And just impact you can have, and they are just like sponges. Oh, They're gosh, just absorbing yeah. so many things going on. And then you see the difference from those that even, you know, the, the pre-Kers that know some things, you know, sure. and they're coming into kindergarten, they at least know some of the routines. Yeah. And then those kindergartners that have never had any Nothing. School, yeah. And yeah. it's just, their mind is just like blown. They just, Either they're they can't handle it all because they're too excited yeah. seeing all these things, or some are just um, very reserved and kind of like you know testing the waters a little bit. Okay, I'll I'll go a little bit from my desk right now and start interacting over with the blocks or whatever else yeah. it might be. So really yeah. cool to see though, and like you said, that growth over time is just awesome. Yeah, it absolutely is. I you know I would challenge anybody out there. Um, you know, if, if you think you've got uh, got it hard in your classroom, go spend a week in kindergarten, especially on the first week of school. Um, that's what hard is trying to teach these kids routines. Um, some of these kids have been used to having naps every day and then you throw them in this classroom. But no, to all those kindergarten teachers out there, we love you and we appreciate you. So thank you very much. Um, Dan, this is the big Ed idea podcast. And so I would be remiss if we didn't actually talk about what that big idea is. And so before, however, we can jump into this big Ed idea, we got to kind of talk about, um, you know, most of the time you, you, people think of an idea as a solution to a problem. Um, and so I, I'm curious, what is the problem 
in education that your kind of idea hopes to, I guess, help or alleviate? I think it's just, and it's, you know, it's, it came more to light, you know, during the pandemic itself and losing that, you know, the connection with one another, the kids and things. And, but I, even before that, with so much going on with social media and um, students uh, feeling that, you know, it mattered more about the number of likes on, you know, a post or whatever, that's what they were going for was, I want to be liked and I only got five likes on what I put out there. So right. it must be a terrible idea. I'm just right. going to go ahead and delete my post and things like that. And even though I'm from elementary, I hear all these things or read things or see things in the news of just that disconnect, disconnect with their friends and just not, you know, because they, everything's through text or whatever else. And it's just like they, in some instances, through everything, they seem kind of like lost yeah. and just needed some, some guidance and just, yeah. Um, so, so that, that's the problem that I, I've kind of seen, you know, as we're, we're in the 21st century right now, there's just more of a disconnect, um, more with, um, you know, the self-esteem issues. Um, there's a lot more with uh, the mental health awareness, uh, suicide rates have been up athletes, things like that. And I know we've all seen that from college athletes all the, all the way down to high school and just even middle school, elementary, there's cer certain things, threat assessments, there's just too much of those things. And they, they just need some more guidance and more pathways to, you know, know that, know that they matter. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you. Um, I read some research several weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, pertaining to hopelessness. That's kind of my area. Hope is kind of my area of expertise, not expertise, definitely not my area of interest. Um, but there was a Gallup poll. Um, they give a Gallup poll every year to high school students about hope. And over the course of 2009 to 2019, the uh, level of the, the percentage of kids at the high school level that felt hopeful went down 40 percent. And this is prior to COVID. Um, so that's my first thing. I mean, we went into COVID with kids that were having some issues and then the COVID just, you know, exacerbated that. But then my next next reflection is we literally have a we are living in a time where we are more connected as a humanity or human, you know, as human beings than ever, 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 ever before. But at the same time, we are so disconnected more than ever, ever, ever before. And so, yeah, I totally, 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 totally agree with what you're saying. And I'm super excited to to let to, to really let's dig in to what your big ed idea is because yeah, it need needs some help. So what's, what are we going to do about it? Well, I, I think it, it's, we always talk about educating the whole child always. and we all, and most of the times it's all about the academics, which don't get me wrong is very important, but I, I'm a big believer. Some you, you've heard the philosophy of Maslow before bloom. Amen. You've got a Maslow before you bloom. Amen. And, and, and that's not just elementary, that's middle, that's high school, because these kids are, they're, they're kids until they become, uh, they graduate high school and they go on to college. They are still kids at 16, 17 years. They still need guidance. They just, you know, just at least know that there's options out there. It doesn't mean we have to tell them what to do, but help them to be able to know who they are. Yeah. Because I think a lot are, are lost. And I mean, I even look at some of, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you know, adults and things, 
they could be 30s, 40 years old, and they are still lost, and they're not sure what they, where they kind of fit in, in in the whole scheme of things. So, you know, what one of the things that I'm very passionate about is um, social emotional learning, or otherwise known as SEL, and uh, you know the five elements that it has within there, which is self awareness, self management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision making. And one of the things that's kind of come through my wheelhouse is. Um, is just um, in our county, we did uh, K through 12 um, SEL standards and been able to do like a progression of where the kids start from in kindergarten all the way through 12th grade and how well, there's certain phenomenal. standards and strategies yeah. from within there. And again, I, I look at, you know, if academics is the lock, then uh, SEL is the key Ooh. to open that lock into all the different, you know, possibilities that are out there. Um, say that, so what that say, say oh, that again say say that sure. again dan academic yeah. is uh so if the, if the academics are the lock then sel is the key to open that lock wow that's powerful all, all those multiple pathways or opportunities sorry to cut you off man but that was too good oh no you're no not to repeat it's all good yeah so um so what i was able to do you know is Again, the kids are out on social media, things like that. Doing so, so, what I decided to do, well, how can I best reach them other than just within my school and things? So, there are things that I've done um, over the past few years with uh, writing a daily blog um, and also doing my own podcast and putting it out there. Um, just around, uh, I'm a big fan of quotes, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, what I do is I take the quotes by famous people, I analyze them and what they mean to me. And then I ask, the reader or the audience that's listening, what does it mean to you? And the one thing with quotes, they, they mean different things to, at different points in our lives based yeah, on right. our experiences. Right. Something meant something to you maybe 10 years ago, today means something completely different. And, and being able to see all the things within in the, um, the, the pandemic, you know, there were, there were some, you know, you see a lot for that connectedness, but you also saw a lot of tragedy and different things happening across the nation. With a lot of you know the you know the you know unfortunate you know deaths and things you know like with George Floyd and things like that and I felt there needed to be something more kind of like to kind of launch things more so um, I, I went ahead and wrote a book um, uh, called Becoming the Change yep um, and it just uh, was released in June on Amazon and um, uh, through uh, Road to Awesome. And uh, so within that, what it does is it, it goes ahead and helps to, and again, I, I'm an educator. I, I'm not a, not a doctor, anything else like that. I did say at a Holiday Inn Express one time. Yeah, not sure, right, right. Sorry, I just going along right. with the commercial. Sorry. Right. Um, a little bit too much TV. Anyways, but, uh, but I went ahead and wrote, wrote this book and it has its own self-assessment around these five elements and where you currently are. And I, I mentioned about that vulnerability piece earlier about that I struggle with, which I think we all struggle with. And this is where you can really be vulnerable. Take the assessment. Um, it will show you your strengths and your challenges. I don't call or, you know, your, or, you know, your limitations. I sure. don't really call them those. No. I, I, cause I feel like the only limits we really have are the ones we put on ourselves. So I right. call them challenges. Right. Um, and then you, you get, to, you're put on your own pathway, um, within the book. And I wrote it more so, and depends on your audience, you know, if they remember these books, you know, um, 
because I could be dating myself when I say this. I grew up on those books from the 70s, 80s, and 90s of the Choose Your Own Adventure. Loved them all. So, yeah. So, so what I have at the end of each chapter is, you know, so if you're reading it on self-awareness or whatever, we are all on different pathways. We all have, you know, we could be strong in self-awareness or, you know, I believe as a society, we really need to up our game in social awareness. I think that's the one area, if, I, yeah. if I'm being honest, you know, um, but if there's certain areas you want to either strengthen or, you know, that are your strengths or ones that are your, your challenges, you can choose your pathway and you can read the book in any order. Um, and what, what I'm hoping for is this is not a one-time thing because you can uh, pick this book up again six months from now, a year from now, retake the assessment. You could be at a different, depending on where you are in your life, you can be at a um, different points. You can be in yeah, most likely, the yeah. first time in self-management. Maybe you're, you're weaker in that, but stronger and responsible decision-making. It all depends on what's going on, on in your life. Um, and what has really kind of spawned is just other ideas of other things that are possible. Like I know with the kids knowing tech and things, and I wouldn't know the first thing about how to do this, but if there was a way to create some kind of interactive game that would be able to put the students in certain situations, scenarios, where they have to choose different pathways and tap into, do they recognize when someone's upset and how yeah. they might best help them? Yeah. How can they, would this, you know, give them points within relationship skills or making a certain decision, you're, 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 you're challenged with a choice. What pathway are you going to go ahead and choose? Someone says something unkind to you. How are you going to handle it? Are you going to lean on your self-management skills? And it really just is a game that continues to evolve and helps you become your best self. Now, this is, this is only just something that recently came after I wrote the book and everything. And I wouldn't know the first thing about how to actually tackle something like that because we're always talking about engagement. Yeah. We know the kids are, are big into the different things um, within, you know, uh, whether it's Nintendo, any of those kinds of things, Xbox, you name it. If there was something like that, could, they, could get them interactive within that. And at the same time, they're not even realizing they're learning the skills to go ahead. I look at this all, you know, those five elements is kind of like our own moral compass. Each of us has our own compass when we like just how a compass is when you get lost in the woods or something like that. Is supposed to guide you through to get back to safety. These five elements are, are kind of like your own compass to guide you through life and your decisions. And sometimes, and these these are always these are all born within these are all within us already. It's it's just something we just don't. Some of us might not realize that we already have them within us. Think about all the things we go through every day. When are you you know using responsible decision making? Am I going to make a left or am I going to make a right? You know, what's going to get me fastest to work or whatever. And then all of a sudden you wind up in a traffic jam and you realize that that was not really probably the best decision to make it that way. But then you learn from it. That's exactly, you right. know, um, you know, all those kinds of things, you know, recognizing as, as an administrator where the pulse of your staff, being able to, to recognize uh, things that your, your family's needs, the kids need. Um, I'm in a title one school. So some, some of my kids might not know where they might be sleeping from night to night. I need to be socially aware of that. It, you know, instead of, well, where's your homework? Hey, I am so happy that you're here. It is great to see you here. Let me get you some breakfast, whatever. It's just those kinds of things. And just being more mindful that these elements are within each of us and really to kind of focus on really becoming that change. And that's what the name of the book is, is it's, it's becoming the change. And 
I actually have on the front cover a uh, butterfly. Yeah. And you know, you know, and it says that metamorphosis from a, a caterpillar to a butterfly. That's what we're doing in life. It's a process. It's a journey. And, um, you know, and I, I just think, you know, and it, it's not, it's not a philosophy. It's a way of life. It's what we already have within us. And it's just, I think it's just meeting like, and I, and I can only say for my own, my own child, I only speak for my own child. As far as if I had to choose between being an Albert Einstein or knowing <laughs> that she is going to be someone that's going to, you know, serve her community, look out for one another, have that empathy, those kinds of things. I will take those, those characteristics any day of the week well over a 4.0 GPA. Again, opinion as a dad, not everybody might feel that way, but that's just, to me, that's what the legacy is all about. It's well not said. about your bank account. It's not about anything else. It's about leaving your, your positive uh, imprint on the world, on, on the people and the lives you're able to touch. That, that to me, that, that to me is priceless. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Wow. A lot to reflect on, but I'm going to try here. Um, sorry about that. No, I get, I get no. A passionate. Yeah. no, that is totally yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, no, do not apologize at all, my friend. Um, no, but something you said really, I just thought of something. So as maybe, maybe just maybe, so stay with me here. Maybe the more that our world automates and the more things that computers take care of, Maybe that's where we have started to to use to lose our humanism, um, you know. Because at the end of the day, yeah, okay, Albert Einstein was a really really smart guy, but guess what? Most of our computers now have the computing power of, you know, ten thousand Albert Einsteins. And one thing we know about the world of work is anything and everything that can be automated is going to be automated. Um, so you can you can use a computer to replace some of those things but you can never have a computer replace a human being as far as the humanism and the the, the social and emotional things and and maybe that's why we're straying away i i don't know but that's just that's my two cents no uh, I, th I think you're on the right track though that's that's kind of what i kind of see is i think like you had said earlier that with the more technology and things you know i think things the communication should be better, but it's getting worse. Way worse, yeah. And it's, it's, it's um, you know, things get misinterpreted in a text or an email. Yeah. And it's not meant the way that it comes across, but yeah. that's how the person interprets it. And then, or if you didn't like a post of somebody uh, that they went on a trip, well, you didn't, you, you saw it, but you didn't like it. You know, you see those things sometimes in the movies and stuff like that, well, you did, and then you see... I think it was in the, the remake of the vacation where she's all of a sudden liking everything that she said she saw just so that the other person's feelings wasn't going to be hurt. Yeah. It's yeah. like those kinds of things. And it just, it, you, what, what it loses is that authenticity, you know, I had a little trouble saying the word, but authenticity. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. I mean, it's just, it's just being authentic and being yourself. And I think, I think that's getting lost in a lot of the things. So instead, instead of just sending that text or whatever, just call the person up tell them, you know, go face to face, just tell them how much you mean, how much they mean to you and, and things like that. I think yeah. it's somehow trying to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you what you're talking about is exactly what I'm like. That's one of my passion areas, social and emotional learning. Um, definitely. And, and I'm really excited with this new school year because um, we are implementing every class every day has, has a 20 minute, what we're calling fam time. Um, so it's supposed to be, you know, learning SEL lessons. It's supposed to be community building, supposed to be relationship building, supposed to be 
you know, those types of things. Um, right now, what we're struggling with, though, is, is trying to find um, something that I can just hand over to my staff and not have them having to recreate the wheel, so to speak, over all those ca castle standards. Um, but what I love that you just mentioned that would be would be groundbreaking. And I'm saying this, if anybody out there is listening that has computer knowledge of how to write software, um, I think Dan is on to something about a, um, an interactive SEL game for students. Maybe that's like, um, now, Dan, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Somebody out there, you might not, but the Oregon Trail, you remember Oregon Trail? Yes, I, could, I, yeah. I remember it. I remember playing it all the time in elementary school. Between I, that and Carmen San Diego, we're winning oh, too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so yes, so I'll tell you. Uh, every time I played the Oregon Trail, I believe believe I died of dysentery. So, um, but I think you're I think you're onto something. Um, an SEO game that students could could log on to that would maybe replicate like their normal day in school, normal interactions with people. Um, something happens, they get a choice of three different things. Um, if they choose the right one, great. If they don't, they get a, a quick little mini lesson on that castle standard or, or whatever standards you're using. Uh, but I love that idea. And so anybody out there, if you happen to know, uh, maybe somebody at Epic, Epic Video Games or um, I don't know, if you know Bill Gates, um, if you could, you know, put Dan's um, name in his pocket and and let's get this thing going because I I do like the idea so let's see if we can get it to fruition that would be great you know because I just think it could benefit so many so many of our kids because I, I think that's even just as educators we're trying to in a way try and stay ahead of yeah. the curve and I feel many times we're, we're playing catch-up yes and I think we're, we're losing that connectedness with the kids because we don't always necessarily have the tools and resources to capture that that essence of it and i think this might be something that might help yeah no i think it's great i love the idea um because like i just alluded to um our teachers are working their butts off um now do i want my teachers well versed in sel absolutely do i want them to be able to understand uh those things and yes totally um but i also don't want my my, my folks to have to like i said earlier have to recreate everything um if there's something out there that is really working well and we know kids love video games so why not let let the video game do the teaching so um dan if there is anybody out there that is listening that is interested in connecting with you um maybe they want to talk about your book becoming the change maybe they want to talk about your blog uh, which i believe is also now called becoming the change Right? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. so I, I've been pretty consistent with yeah, <laughs> pretty it's much a good across idea. the board that way. It's a yeah. good idea. Not not too much to have to remember. Um, but yeah, Dan, if, if folks want to reach out to you, what is the best way to do so? Um, pro probably the best is going to be uh, Twitter. Um, okay. I'm definitely you know that that's definitely my uh, go to. Um, and my Twitter handle is serve lead inspire. Um, and with the serve part, it's without the last E. It's not that I can't spell. It's just that's the limited for characters. Right. So just I just want to be transparent with that, too. You know, uh, so it's just serve, lead and inspire. So definitely um, feel, lo would love to follow and I'll follow you back and feel free to DM me or whatever. And, you know, 
Definitely. I mean, it's it just, you know, builds that kind of community and everything as educators. So I think Absolutely. It's, it's a great platform. And, and again, the book's on Amazon, uh, is on Amazon. So if you just put in uh, Becoming the Change, Dan Wolf, it'll be right there. So uh, hope you check it out. Yeah, I definitely hope you check it out. I've ordered it. I'm just waiting for the darn thing to come in the mail. Um, Dan, what is the podcast that you lead? So I want to definitely make sure I tell the world about that. Yes, it's uh, it's also called Becoming the Change. Oh, and, what do you know? Um, it is, yeah, and it, it, it's based off of my blogs and everything. So I just go ahead and um, go ahead and for the listeners and everything, just read what I've written in past uh, blogs or whatever and go ahead and post it on, it's either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or the two platforms that it's on. Perfect. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Um, you know, as I'm sitting here and thinking, this might be something definitely that I could share out to my staff. Uh, I think they would definitely enjoy your pod, your podcast and enjoy your blog. Um, I too am a quote guy. Um, love quotes. I've probably got way too many. Um, but Dan, I, t- I tell you, man, it has been a great time tonight. Um, although I'm super jealous. I mean, you know, you're living down there in Florida, living your best life. And here I am in dreary old Western <laughs> Kentucky. But uh, no, it's been a lot of fun connecting tonight. So I really appreciate you coming on the, the podcast. I've, I've had a blast and it's been great talking with you. And I just appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. Um, and so to my big Ed idea listeners, like I always do, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you so very much for clicking that play button. You didn't have to, but thank you for trusting Dan and I to deliver you some content that would be beneficial for you. And if it was, and if it resonates with you, I'm going to tell you, there is no better compliment for Dan and I than for you to reach out to us and just, just let us know. Did you like what we said? Do you have any more questions? Um, let's carry on the conversation. Let's keep it going. Um, also. If you have an idea that you would like to come on the Big Ed Idea podcast and talk about, once again, let me know. Let's do this. And to my listeners out there, like I always do, I just want to tell you, until the next time, until I see you, I will see you in the funny Thank you for hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come to the conversation with your passion, and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.